anybody listen to that rascal? I'm telling you, he gets fired up. And he's something. And once in a while, I can listen to him and just get so much out of it. And once in a while, I have to just go turn it off. <laughs> they are carrying on. And <clears throat> I can't quite figure out what's going on. But I was so touched by uh, a thing that he uh, spoke last week. And so I, I uh, just started taking some notes on it and would like to just share that with you. Because I want to tell you, I've got, a, I've got a lot of people in my life, and I bet you have too, a lot of people that you know, that are hurting right now. There are, there are some hard things happening. There's so much sickness, and there's losses, and, and we're all concerned about what's happening in our nation. Our news is negative. Uh, there's so much that is just seems to be a really hard time. Uh, I think about my children and my grandchildren and what they have to grow up in. And then I, then I begin to get positive, and I think, you know, the Lord's got this. He's had the plan from the very beginning. Nothing is surprising him about what is happening. And he is just watching his people. He's just watching his people waiting for us to do the things that we're supposed to do. And our job is not to be discouraged, but to be faithful and believe and understand that even when these things are happening to us, when we're in a dark place, God has a plan for every single life. Now, y'all believe that with me? He's got a plan for every life. So I would like for us to look at the way Mary and Joseph trusted and obeyed. And it's pretty amazing about these two. I, I want you to just think about this a little bit. What if everywhere you had to go, you had to travel by foot? How many trips would you make to St. Louis? Uh, maybe once in your lifetime. Imagine how many stops you would make along the way. Think about that. Would it be better if you were riding a donkey? I'm not sure. I'm really not sure. What if the circumstances of having to go are unpleasant and not something you counted on? You didn't even want to go. You just had to. What if the government made you and you didn't get to choose the time that you went? Here's the truth. Circumstances are what causes our faith to be significant. I hope that's coming through. Circumstances, things that happen to you. That's what causes your faith to become significant. When everything's going well all the time, our faith would not be nearly as significant, would it? Can you all agree with me on that? Think of the things that we learn on difficult journeys. Sometimes we don't want to go. We're kicking and screaming, but we've got to go anyway, and we find out that when we arrive at our destination, that God is there. He's right there where we ended up. Think about Joseph for a minute. Now, now that guy, just be him for a minute. You'd found this beautiful young lady, and all your friends knew that she was going to be your bride. You were already working on the home for her because that's the way they did once they were engaged, we'll call it. But imagine... Did you notice that she's gaining a little weight around the middle? Can you think how that would feel? And, and so she has a talk with you, and she says, Joseph, uh, of course, we don't know exactly how it went, but you know there had to be conversation. I, I've been meaning to tell you something. I, I've got to tell you something. There's, there's some circumstances that have come up. You're, you're not going to believe this, you know? 
I'm expecting. Well, Joseph knew what a fine gal she was, so he might have said, expecting what? She said, expecting. Uh, Joseph, you've never heard anything like this before, I know, but this is the Lord's doing. Yeah, right, right. Joseph walked away from her. He did, you know. He said, mm. and I've got to live with this. All my friends are going to know. I think maybe Joseph could have already loved her because he knew she'd been promised to him for a long time. <laughs> have you ever loved somebody and felt so mad at him at the same time? You don't understand why, why this is happening. What what you do? And it was such a hard thing. You want to slap him down the stairs, but then you run down the stairs to catch him before they hit the bottom because you love him. You all may have experienced those kind of feelings. But an engagement was like a marriage in those days. It required a bill of divorcement. It was a big deal. He had to do it himself, and he was going to quietly put her away. He was shamed, and Mary was going to be really shamed. Well, Mary, you can imagine how distraught she was at Joseph's response. She told him the truth, and there was no way that he believed her. Were tears, humiliation, disappointment, and don't you know that she was saying, Lord, help. Lord, come on, help. Here comes an angel to visit Joseph. <laughs> he said, oh, hear this. Fear not, because that which is, in, is conceived in Mary is of the Holy Ghost. That makes sense to him, do you think? Well, trying to grasp what in the world that might mean, boy, is this guy going to have to get some faith. Because here's the truth. Faith and reasoning are conflict with each other. Faith and reason don't often match trying to believe. And on top of the conflict, then she takes off, and I don't blame her. She leaves home because I am sure that she could not face her friends, that she would know that none of them would think that what she was saying was the truth. And I doubt seriously that her mom and dad believed her for a minute. They didn't get any angelic visits. We don't know. We can only speculate on that. But we do know what she did. She left. And she went to visit uh, someone, a shoulder that she could cry on, and she found a person in Elizabeth. Elizabeth didn't have a bit of trouble believing her. You know why? Elizabeth was six months pregnant herself, and she was old. She had already had a miracle. And not only that, this wonderful thing happened. When she saw Mary, she became ecstatic with joy. Don't you know that's what Mary needed right then? The babe, she said, leaped in my womb when I saw you coming. Oh, praise the Lord. I praise the Lord. And she began to just holler those praises. And Mary had not found that anywhere else. But all of a sudden, God has sent her somebody. Isn't it wonderful how God will do that in your deep despair? How he'll provide you with that spirit-filled friend. Somebody that will, will see that there's joy coming. This isn't the end of the story in the midst of your trouble. Well, meanwhile, Joseph has had time to come to acceptance of what the Lord has chosen as his lot in life. I don't think he would have liked it. I don't think he understood it. But he did trust and obey. But now a new tax comes out. 
and they're required to go to the groom's home to pay these taxes. She's required to go along as a wife. Now they've got a death they weren't expecting and a baby they weren't expecting and a crisis that made them look like guilty fools. And with that load on their back, they had to walk to Bethlehem. Now, if there was a donkey, the Bible doesn't tell us, okay? But somehow we've just put that in the story. But they take off for Bethlehem. A pregnant woman in the heat of the Middle East. Joseph had a wife that he had not yet known physically. She is huge with that baby, trying to balance on a donkey possibly or trying to walk the distance if not. And they arrived the night before Christmas. Do you care if I say it that way? And in all that misery with her feet swollen, huh? Yeah. The baby low, the back killing her. Anybody remember what I'm talking about? Birth pain starting. And in the back of her mind, she's hearing, Hail Mary, you are favored among women. And she's thinking, Really? Really? Does God's plan to bless always look like a blessing? Doesn't, doesn't. But I tell you something, pregnant by the Lord, God gives you something to bear, something to birth. Did you ever have a situation where you are trying your best to believe God? God, I know you work all things for your good. And I'm trying here. God, are you really in this? I can't quite understand what's happening here. Have you ever looked for God and wanted to holler, where are you? Where are you? Why are these things happening? And then there's that scripture that says, weeping may endure for a night, but what? Joy comes in the wind, the morning. But it doesn't say how long the night will be. I like to think seven or eight hours. But you know what? It might be a week. It might be months. Some of you can attest. It might be years. In the night, can you believe that joy is going to come in the morning? Well, the innkeeper said, I see you need help but I'm full up. Sorry, you're going to have a baby, aren't you? Yeah. Joseph, the one who's supposed to be the family provider, has to tell his miserable, pitiful little girl wife, Mary, I got some bad news. I know you need a bed. There isn't one available. Can Christ be born in a dysfunctional situation? Can he be born into a situation that has you scared to death? Can we believe that he hand-picked your situation? Think. We all know that Christ could have been born in a cathedral or a palace. But no, that w- it wasn't going to be that way. But listen, there could at least have been a midwife around to help Mary or maybe a clean blanket or, or hot water or warm food or something for her to drink. Maybe there could have been something. But no, no. He's born with nothing on a dirty bunch of stinking hay. And Joseph, who did not physically yet know Mary, will probably have to act the part of a midwife, don't you imagine? The two of them there together. Maybe he'll have to cut that cord, that young man with that little girl. I don't know, but all we have is the record of the two of them together. But God says, I am Jehovah Shammah, the God who is there. I'm in the middle of your situation. I'm right here. I'm right here. I chose for you. I chose you. 
I'm not just God of the morning. I'm a God of the night before. He's the God of the cave. It's easy to trust him in the morning, but in the dirty cave, the night before. Well, the problem is when you're in the night so often, you can't see the morning. You have to trust and believe it's going to come, but you can't see it yet sometimes. You have to hear the words in your heart, and that's what God wants from us. Joy comes in the morning. Hold on, hold on, hold on. He's God. Nobody loves you like he loves you. Just down the road, there is a blessing waiting for you. And just down the road, there's a victory waiting for you because of what you've been through. Just down the road, there's a testimony that's going to come pouring out of your mouth. There is a plan for every child of God. Nothing is happenstance when you belong to such a mighty God. Things happen to you, but God is the deliverer when they do. Deliverance. Well, Mary delivered, didn't she? She delivered. She delivered salvation for me. She delivered salvation for you. And right now she is rejoicing in heaven, and I wouldn't be a bit surprised if she doesn't have kind of special place, and she might be saying, I'm his mama. Don't know that at all. Just a little fancy thought there. She had the privilege of rejoicing over the majesty that she birthed. Your night in the stable will be worth it. And here's what I want us to understand. The word spoken to Mary can be true of every one of us that will receive Jesus because he said, Mary, here's the way it'll work, honey. The Holy Ghost will come up on you. And the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And you think that that is singular to Mary. I tell you, it is not. Here's a beautiful truth. We could not have been saved if the Holy Ghost had not come upon us and if the power of the Most High had not overshadowed us. You know that, don't you? It was a miracle that happened in your life when you received Christ inside of you. And Jesus has said, you have not chosen me. I chose you, and I've ordained you to bear fruit. Mary bore fruit. We're to bear fruit, too. Hallelujah. Growth. He lives inside of us, and he never leaves us, and he never forsakes us. And some things are so doggone hard to understand. We're not even meant to understand. Our job is just like Mary's. Trust, obey. Just like Joseph, trust, obey. We can't understand, but we can trust God, and we can walk in obedience and know that as we do, we will be fruitful. He has a plan. Something is born in every single one of us who bear his name. God has a plan that includes the night before. He does. But you know what God did for poor Mary and Joseph in that dirty manger, that same scary night. Just think of them, the two of them, that child just born, probably crying out in a little whimper. They're confused, holding a squirming little bit of new life. You know what God did? He sent wide-eyed shepherds with a perfectly wild and wonderful story. That's what he did. We were in the fields, and the sky became filled with angels filled. So many we couldn't count them. And the glory that could have only been the glory of the Lord got all over us, and we were told that there was a Savior born tonight, and we had to hurry to Bethlehem and see. And we were led right here to this stable, right here of all the places. Now we see with our eyes and we believe of our hearts that salvation has come to Israel. Now wasn't that good of God? Wasn't that good? 
really somebody else needs. Mary and Joseph had just heard testimony from the mouth of excited, lowly men. It was true, the Son of God. So I ask you, are you in the night before <laughs> right now? Me too, somewhat. But all around you and all around me, there is this testimony and this prayer of believers. We are a body. This is good. And inside of you and inside of me, there shines a light. And whatever darkness that we are in, light from the inside, okay? However dark out there, the light's from in here. You know that, don't you? Christ in us, our hope of glory. So we end with this. Not a burden we bear, not a sorrow we share, but our toil he does richly repay. Not a grief or a loss, not a frown or a cross, but is blessed if we trust and obey. So we can say this morning, thank you, Mary. Thank you, little girl, little young girl with a big excitement. Thank you, God. You directed all the way. And we will believe with our hearts that you will always be there for us as we trust and obey. Amen. T.D. Jakes did good, didn't he? <laughs>